We are all born with a purpose, yet identifying what that is can be very challenging. It can be even more challenging to find purpose in your business. So, is it possible to find purpose in your business and make profit at the same time? Not only is it possible, but a business led by purpose can be even more profitable than one that is simply led by profit. Join Robert Fukui as he explores how to be purpose-led and profitable while making a positive impact in your community. Good morning. This is Robert Fukui, your host of the Purpose and Profitability Podcast, where we believe that having a profitable, purpose-led business can lead to community transformation. We're going to discuss um, some ideas on how to make the last half of the year great for your business. I know... uh, you know, we always start off the year with a lot of great aspirations, high hopes and plans and all that. And um, during the year, either we're doing really well or maybe not as much as not as well as we, we'd hope. So regardless of where you're, you're sitting, we want to make sure that you all and ourselves included uh, in 2018 on a high note. So we're going to talk about ending the year strong or finishing strong in 2018. And I'm here with my returning guest, Jerome Fogo, LLP. But actually, it looks like you have a new name, right, Jerome? That's correct. It's now <laughs> Fogel and Putzamianos, LLP. So my uh, partner is out of the Austin office, and he's a, just a great guy. And uh, so now we, have, we got a team of four, and officially uh, we have changed the name to reflect the team, not just me. All right, cool. I'm excited to hear uh, see hear hear how that goes, and um, you know, I'm excited for you to be back. And it's great. thanks for being back. We had such a great time last time, so I thought, hey, uh, why not have you back? Especially when I started for myself, I was reflecting. Okay, you know, couldn't believe that half the year is over. <laughs> so, and I was like, oh my goodness! And so it's like, okay, let's make sure that. Um, even for me, is looking back on on the first half of the year and seeing how things are going, and um, you know, wasn't quite as quite as uh, as well as I would hope, but you know, still moving in the right direction in general and satisfied. But also want to make sure, okay, how do we make sure that at the end of the year, or at least as and there's no guarantees, but how do we um, do do our best to ensure that the uh, 2018, the last half of the year, ends strong or stronger than the first half of the year, right? Um, so that's why I thought, Hey, Jerome, why don't you want to pop on here and just uh, this, this kind of brainstorm some things and hopefully it also benefits those that are listening. Right. No, thanks for having <laughs> me. No, it's funny because even in preparing, it forced me to think about some things. So often, yeah. uh, my dad always says the best way to learn something is to teach it. So it forced me to think about what I'm going to be doing and I yeah. already had some ideas, but it helped me solidify it. And so, yeah, this is, this is a great opportunity. Yeah, and in fact, so when I was even when I was sending you that email, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's close to the, the half of the year," and I was like, "Oh no!" By the time we do this on Monday, it is the half of the year. <laughs> so this is the what second of July or third of July? Second of July? Second. Yeah, unbelievable. Second of July. Uh, yeah, Fourth of July is coming up here in a couple of days, but uh, it's the second of July, so it's the official start to the second half of 2018. Right. Um, so I'll just start it off with Go with you, Jerome. And what do you? I mean. What do you look at? Um, typically, do you, do you do these kind of things anyway? Like at the half point of the year, do you kind of start to reflect and and say, okay, what do we do for the second half? No, I think that's a it's a great point. I think reflection is key because sometimes you're so involved working in the business that you don't really work on the business, mm-hmm. and you get involved in the day to day, and you kind of. So for me, I'm I'm always trying to reflect. You know, weekly, monthly, uh, quarterly. 
Um, in this particular case, I think it was a great idea just to take a halftime like you would in sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, for me, I'm thinking first, okay, what are the, what are the goals that we set in the beginning of the year? Mm-hmm. And where are we to those goals? And now the thought is, okay, so how, how do we think about getting to those by the end of the year? Or maybe even readjusting the goals and what's the process there? So that's what I'm thinking now is, okay, where are our goals and do we need to adjust them? And, and now how do we get there? That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I always, always like to look at the past, look at the past history. Mm-hmm. And even, even maybe even going past just January 2018, but maybe even going towards even last year at this time. Um, and, and, or even further and just look, look at what's working, Benchmarking, you know, yeah, what, yeah. what has worked mm-hmm. versus what's not. So even in our, in the business plan, you know, there's a number of activities and, and things that you put down in the plan, but, um, not everything, not everything works or works as well as you like. Right. Um, there's some th- areas that maybe are surprising that are working better than you even expected or hoped. And so what is that? And so maybe just when I, when I look at adjustments, it's maybe not adjusting. Um, it's really maybe adjusting the priorities of where I'm putting my efforts. Right. Um, so it might not be um, in so much the digital marketing side. Maybe that's has been working as well, but even just building just deeper relationships, having lunch with my friend Jerome, right. <laughs> you know, what, yeah, what has that transpired? Right. And, and some of those basic things that a lot of times you don't see um, the fruit or the immediate fruit from that. Like on yes. the digital marketing side, you can measure some analytics and all that on the kind of the face-to-face networking relationship building. A lot of that stuff, sometimes you don't see the fruit because maybe it's not necessarily I have a direct sell from Jerome, but maybe it's somebody that referred when it's somebody that you referred me to, or there's some right. series of connections that happened. Right. No, right. I, I, right. I think we get caught up in the results versus the process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people aren't going to make a purchase or, you know, consult with you or buy your products unless they trust you. And, you know, the only way to really to get trust is to have a relationship Think I got to bring it up. I think about LeBron coming to LA. <laughs> Reportedly, Magic Johnson went to his home because they had never sat down face to face and they talked three hours. Wow. So LeBron didn't have trust until he had a relationship. And that yeah. relationship, even though they met each other, that didn't happen until they sat down face to face for three hours. So I think in the same way, building our relationships. That's what's going to lead to trust and you know referrals and all that down the line. So that's mm. I think you have to invest in those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, I just look at those things. What's what's worked, what hasn't, and then really kind of shift priorities to the things that are really are working. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of streamlines even my efforts, uh, whether it's marketing or just even just developing content or developing you know business just general business development. Mm-hmm. And I also look at um, what are some of the priorities that have been put on the back burner just because things got busy. Right. These are good ideas you had that, you know, you'd come up with and Mm -hmm. and then you come back to them. That's smart. Yeah, because there's there's always things, oh, I know I need to do that are going to be beneficial for the business, but it's usually more of a long-term issue. Right. So a lot of the reasons why those things get put in the back burner is because they don't usually produce immediate fruit, but it's things that will produce long-term results. But a lot of times because of the business and the business, you just get you just get focused on dealing with the day-to-day and the things that are right in front of you. Agreed. I know um, one of the great questions to ask is what, what is the ideal long-term solution? And mm-hmm. so that way we can start thinking, okay, long-term, what, what do we need to do? And then that drives the day-to-day. And then 
you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's a, it's a development process that it takes mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Um, you know, that's really important. And then you gotta just really be um, very intentional about, I guess, scheduling time to deal with the priorities. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because that's why, that's why that stuff gets put in the back burner because you just don't carve out that time because you're just constantly dealing with the day-to-day. -day. Right. You know, one, th one thing I started instituting recently is, um, is a business plan review. There's a guy named Alan Mulally who um, is the basis of a book called uh, The American Icon, and it's essentially um, the fight to save Ford Motor Company. And he came from Boeing, and he went to Ford, and the first thing he did is he instituted a business plan review. And what they did is every week, and actually during the financial crisis, they would meet every day, but they started every week, and they went through, I think, you know, 10 or 15 different business units. They had everyone present their goals and projections. And what they had to do is say, okay, if you're on target, it's green. If there's a problem, but you have a solution, it's yellow. Uh, you know, you're off target. Or it's red if there's, you have a problem and no solution. And what he said was a lot of people, what, what this does is it, it creates accountability but he's about facilitating. It wasn't about pointing people out there wrong. It was, it was really about encouraging transparency. And what happened in the beginning was the first, I think, two or three meetings, every, everyone's cards were green, scorecards. Nobody wanted to admit there was problems. <laughs> Everybody was hiding because the old culture at Ford is you get, you get fired, you get canned. So basically, he, what he says is you're managing a secret if there's no problems out in the open. So what I'm doing now is doing the color coding and thinking about, okay, what's a problem? What's on target? You know, mm -hmm. what's green? And that gives me an idea of what to focus, you know, week to week and, and gives me a sense of kind of where priorities are. Hmm. That's cool. So, so what, did you start doing that right this year? or just when started you doing that about a month ago. We just started okay. doing that about a month ago. Yeah. All right. And the cool thing is it, it helps you think about, okay, um, if I have a problem and it's red, well, okay, maybe I need help. I need solutions. We got to talk to the team. We're going to have a core team meeting here probably uh, this month, and we're all going to get together. We're going to hang out and have fun, but uh, we'll also probably talk about some of the business goals and objectives. So mm -hmm. I think it's starting to you know, ask for help, get resources, think outside the box, uh, because it's constantly staring you in the face and saying, okay, this is red. You got to do something about it. Versus maybe you kind of had an idea something was off, but, you know, you never, you, when you look at it, it stares you, it's crying for a solution, you know? Yeah, yeah. So do you have any, so we'll have to check back with you in a few months then, see how that's working, the, yeah. <laughs> the color coding thing. No, it's, it's actually, I mean, even this month, it's been great. I mean, uh, we already have seen, you know, some results from, from June and now we're looking forward to the rest of the year. And so I, I know, definitely check back, but it's already seeing some results. Yeah. Well, I know because when I do um, when I do my initial assessments, even with uh, for clients, um, I'll do that when I do kind of a general profit analysis for for clients, and I look at every different aspects of the business, and I'll color code mm -hmm. um, uh, some of the issues. Right, red needs you need to you need to fix this right away. Mm -hmm. um, yellow is definitely needs um, um, some some care, but you know it's not a huge priority. And then green, obviously, they're healthy. So it does help when they see the colors and they go, okay, we need to, we need to address this now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's smart. And so, yeah, I like that. So I guess I should probably do it for myself since I do it for my clients. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
one of those things you got to <laughs> I got to do my own assessment. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think I think also I think it just develops a culture of transparency because mm-hmm. then it's it's really about okay, we're we're in this together. This is a team. We're trying mm-hmm. to help each other. Or and if it's just you as an entrepreneur, hey, you're you're showing accountability for yourself. And sometimes mm-hmm. we're the hardest on ourselves. Yeah, so I think so, you know sometimes we just gotta you know you know okay dust yourself off. Let's get, get to the second half of the year. Maybe some things didn't go right, but some things went great, you yeah. know, and yeah. to, to get good at something you've got, you may not start off good. It just takes time. Yeah. You have your core team or core team meetings or retreats often, or how often do you do those? So the plan, the, the plan that we've had is to have them uh, every quarter. We have a, we have a, we have a monthly uh, meeting where we go over, you know, business development objectives. We go over, you know, any news on the team, we go over, you know, any, any kind of updates, but um, we're specifically going to be meeting this month or next month as part of just a team building kind of retreat. And um, I think that I think culture is so important because it's kind of that factor that can really change things. You have Mm -hmm. a positive team culture, Mm -hmm. you have the relationships and you know you start to that's where the problem solving and, and development comes so i i for us i think uh, we have the monthly um i do a weekly kind of team update every week where i have all the wins from the week based on our values and our culture i have wins you know that's showing our values and then monthly we do the call, we do the monthly calls and then we'll be we'll be doing the quarterly you know uh, core team meetups and that'll be that'll start this month for us this year all right, cool. Yeah, and it's it's so important to um, especially note the wins, you know, especially in the midst of sometimes when things aren't going as well. Like yes, the first half of the year hasn't gone as well according to plan, but to note the wins so that you're not don't feel just beat up. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> right? I think we need some momentum. I mean, I think it yeah. just takes time. I mean, you you know, not everybody starts off as champions. Um, you know, biz, you know, average, you know, business. You know, I fails. Mm-hmm. You know, three to four times before you really start to have a success it's something mm-hmm. that takes time. Yeah. And so I think, you know, we're hard on ourselves and it's that, you know, I think having a positive mental attitude helps you overcome a lot of obstacles. And now yeah. for me, I mean, I can just say, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I'm not naturally a positive person. I have to work on it. <laughs> yeah. Like I read a lot of books and John Gordon's one of my favorites and just trying to stay positive. And I, and I have to stay grateful and it, it really helps me, you know, even like looking at, the next year saying, okay, we missed here. We missed here, but Hey, we got some positive things. We have some wins, like you were saying, going for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So do you have any uh, examples from the past? I don't know if it was last year, the year before, whatever, when you started the year, you didn't start the year off as well as you had hoped. Um, but you were able to turn it on and you know, what, what did it for you? Yeah, no, I think um, uh, there's, I, I can even say for us, you know, when we started off, um, you know, even this year, I can even say when we started off this year, I think things were, were a little slower for us than we had anticipated. Um, but you know, I think what paid off, you know, for us was we just kept doing the right things. You know, we just kept, you know, um, taking care of our clients, doing great, you know, customer service, continuing Mm -hmm. to innovate, continuing to do the fundamentals, the, you know, the business development, getting out there, um, going on meetings and we just continue. I think we just continue to do the fundamentals. We said, okay, we're, we're in the right track. And we also encourage each other. We said, okay, Hey, um, it's going to take time. It's not like a microwave outcome. Mm-hmm. So, you mm-hmm. know, 
you know, our, we, we all talk and, you know, you know, my guys are always encouraging me. Hey, Jerome, we're, we're okay. We're on track. You don't, you, you know, don't worry. Mm-hmm. It takes time. So mm-hmm. I think even sometimes as a leader, you know, your team can be encouraging to you. Hey, you know, we're okay. So I think that, um, I think it's just, you know, doing, it's just focusing on the fundamentals and doing mm-hmm. the right things and it just, and, and trusting the process. It just takes time. Yeah. Um, I can, I can even remember, uh, um, another case when I, when I was working, um, for a university, I was doing business development for them. And when I first came in, um, you know, numbers were really bad and, you know, they were thinking about shutting down the, the division I was in. And, you know, when I came on, um, I instituted, um, a basically like a, a kind of a similar process, but really like a scorecard. I, I instituted a scorecard. So, and, you know, putting in, you know, um, types of programs we had, you know, business development, new business. And I, I basically looked at revenue targets, you know, and what was driving the revenue targets, the, the, the lead measures that drive it, not just the lag measures. Mm-hmm. And we had meetings about it. And it, but, so then we ended up having the highest revenue that in 10 years that happened mm-hmm. after my first full year there. But mm-hmm. I think it was really just looking at um, what were driving the results rather than just looking at, okay, looking, rather looking at low revenue, looking at, hey, what's driving mm-hmm. the revenue? What, what mm-hmm. are those drivers? And then I think mm-hmm. focusing on that mm-hmm. uh, was really helpful. So it's basically kind of looking at surrogate markers, even though the end results that you were hoping for, like sales, weren't quite right. there, but there are things underneath that that will seem to be working. So right. you're, you're seeing the momentum. There's things you can control. Uh, it's like in, in like football, um, you know, you can only control today mm-hmm. and you have to, what can you do today to get better? What can you do today to, to, to drive results? And that's all you can really control. The past is, we want to learn from it, but we can't mm-hmm. live there. And the future hasn't happened yet. But today mm-hmm. we can make a difference. We really can. Mm-hmm. And I think, and that way, because I think our brains are made for control. So when <laughs> we don't have control, it starts to throw us off. But, right. but when we look at today, we, have, we really do have control of our schedule, how we invest our time. And like you were saying, hey, I, if I reinvest my time to what's working, I, you know, the results can come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. And it sounds like also what you kind of uh, started with at the, the, the last uh, the last bit was about trusting the process is yeah. that you kind of you kind of laid out a plan and you just have to trust it and yes. it wasn't just you but also your team kind of encourage each other that say hey this is working even though the the fruit of sales weren't quite there but there was some underlying factors that show that there's momentum and you're going in the right direction so we have to trust the process so it's more kind of a long-term a little bit more long-term thinking right um, and just also understanding it, you know, that the process eventually will give you the results as long as you kind of keep plugging along. And even though that the end results weren't quite there as far as in the timeline that you're hoping for. Right. But if this thing continues, that you'll be okay. Right? No, that's so true. And I think and there's, there's, a, there's a tree I look out outside my office and I, look, I can look at it right now. And, you know, right now there's leaves on it. It's fresh. It's green. But, you know, in winter... It was totally bare, mm-hmm. um, and you know that's it's a process. And and you know when sometimes there's harvest time, and sometimes there's winter time when we're planting seeds. And so I yeah. think we're always we always talk about as a team we got to plant seeds, we got to mm-hmm. plant seeds, we got to plant seeds. And you know the, they they will grow in time when we water them. But but um, sometimes in business you go through business cycles, mm-hmm. um, you know, and sometimes we you have a harvest cycle, and sometimes in the winter cycle. There's things to prune. There's processes. Maybe there's 
um, you know, people you need to add or subtract and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's soil you need to till. So I think there's things that we can do if if business isn't going well that we need to readjust. And then when, so that one, when the harvest comes, we can be ready. And and I think we just have to trust that. Yeah. So has there been times, because I actually did a a podcast on this a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago about mm. trusting the process, yes. <laughs> but then at what point do you f- say, man, I think we do need to pivot. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, that's, I think, uh, I think one, one good question I, I, I would say is I would write down what are the you know, two or three things, you know, that you are uh, most passionate about, you know, write those things down. Mm-hmm. And then I would I would look at your business and I would say in the current business, are, are you doing those things? Because mm-hmm. I think that if you're passionate about something, you're going to work hard. Um, and so I think that's the first thing I would look at. Are are you doing what you really love and want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so if you are, then you know there's something you've got to change. Maybe it's the product itself. Maybe it's the people. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's the process, you know, you got to change something Yeah. or if you look at those things and you're saying, Hey, no, I'm not doing, you know, the things that I'm passionate and that I love doing, you may need to pivot to do that. So you can get into that lane, you know, where you're doing well, mm-hmm. but most yeah. businesses don't start off doing what they thought they were going to do. It always changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah. sometimes the customers can drive that too, or clients, yeah. they can say, Hey, sure. have you thought about this? Are you doing this? And something that can change it too. Yeah. So what about uh, when you've started the year off great mm-hmm. and how do you not get overconfident yeah. <laughs> and, um, and make sure you finish the year strong? I think we've all, we've all dealt with complacency. I mean, it happens in sports and you kind of mm-hmm. have a, we can get a smug acceptance and pride in our own achievements. And I think that's the most dangerous. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they say, in, I don't know if you ever played soccer, but I remember they said in mm-hmm. soccer, the most dangerous, the most dangerous lead is is two to zero hmm. because if you're one to zero it's like hey you know it's really close right two to zero you, people can score two two quick goals and all of a sudden you know they're gonna they're gonna go over so hmm. i think that um you have to constantly challenge your own incumbency you have to constantly say hey, what can i do what can i improve hmm. and you know i think i think you know fall comes after uh, pride and that uh, you see it in businesses, mm-hmm. people. But I think if you're constantly trying to improve and get better, you can challenge that. There's always something you can improve. I mean, so yeah. I think when you're doing well, you know, there's something you can improve and, you know, business can change. Competition can change in an instant. So mm-hmm. I think, and, and, you know, any of your, any of the people who are watching can know if you're successful, things have changed on you before. So I think you have to sure. be ready you know, for change. Yeah. And I, I think you just kind of do what we just started talking about this started this uh, podcast is just you know reviewing the past year the review in the past right and looking at what's working what's not because i think when you are doing well you think everything in the business is doing well everything in your sales process your marketing process is doing well right. but the reality is there's usually something that's not right but that whatever is working well is working so well that it's over, it's compensating for some of the failures yes. that are going on within the business. Yes. And so I think kind of sticking to your way of reviewing what's going on in the business and just going into detail saying what's working, what's not. Um, if it's not, what's going on? Because I've seen, I've had clients where their year over year is doing well and then all of a sudden they have a bad year. Um, 
did it happen all of a sudden? Actually, no. Mm-hmm. When I reviewed their years of financials, you'll see that the underlying there's underlying issues that were already there. They just never addressed because the company was doing so well overall. It just didn't feel the need to just dissect what was going on in the business. No, that's right. I think I think growth is is a phenomenal objective, but it can mask issues that are going on, especially. If there's personnel, or you know, oh, we see it sometimes is um, clients, you know, who are doing really well. They're moving at a high speed, and what happens is they stop doing the things that you need to do. Okay, you know, uh, reviewing correct employment agreements, mm-hmm. having co- correct agreements with manufacturers, or if you bring an officer on, you know, having non-competes and all these things. Mm-hmm. As things are moving fast, they want to get mm-hmm. the deal done, you know. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is down the line. You have it, the officers get into a dispute. They start a competing business. You have an issue with an employee. You have a manufacturer that goes out of business. And then all of a sudden, now you have a big problem. Yeah. So what would it cost you? You know, five, ten thousand dollars is now going to cost you a hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So we see that a lot of times businesses are moving fast mm-hmm. and that, you know, there's legal and operational issues that start to come to pass later that they haven't looked at in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're right uh, that uh, sometimes success uh, drives complacency. <laughs> so yeah, you've got to make right. sure that you're always, you know, st- talk about the process. So regardless if you haven't met your goals or you're exceeding your goals, um, have the same process as far as reviewing and analyzing your business and look for those areas to improve upon or the things to just to capitalize on what's working. Right. And I learned something from you. I remember we had met and you talked about you know, pricing and you talked about um, R&D, you know, research and development and mm-hmm. building that into your pricing so that you can continue to invest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I see with our clients, the ones who are really successful are, you know, constantly innovating, developing new products, mm-hmm. you know, new resources. And there's things that, you know, we're, you know, we're protecting with trademark and patents. But, but I think I even, I even read the story about a Nintendo, um, how, you know, the, their recent Nintendo Switch has been really popular, but, but you know, it, it was ten. I think it was about ten years in between products. But they've been investing in researching and development for the last ten years, and they, you know, they've been around for over a hundred years. But the R and D is the lifeblood of their organization to continue mm-hmm. to innovate. So I think, mm-hmm. and I think that's so smart. What you what you encourage is to really have an R and D light item as part of your budget, so you're continually innovating, you're continually, you know, developing new products or you know. Um, you know, services and in, in that in that way. Yeah, and even you know when you say R and D, a lot of people would think, oh, this is for manufacturers or for tech, or whatever. But the reality is, it doesn't matter what kind of business you have, if it's service based or product based, mm-hmm. that maybe you just create an R and D line item, even if in your industry that's typically not a thing. Like, say for for me as a as a consultant, you know, you don't right. think about research and development, but I'm always thinking about, oh, I'm always trying to develop new content. Right. So exactly. the reality is there is research and development. We just don't typically think of it that way for the kind of business I'm in. So right. I would say for everyone, regardless of the business or industry, is to have kind of an R&D line item um, to kind of build in some um, investment in that area. Just like being intentional about doing the priorities, you also get intentional even on the financial end about building in some of those things. So you right. continually innovate. Right. So any any last Words or suggestions for those uh, out there to, to finish strong for 2018? Yeah, I, I, think, I think one of the things that gets in, in the way of us finishing strong is, um, is closed system thinking. And what I mean by that is, 
we can get really insular. You know, mm-hmm. we can get insular as an entrepreneur or on our team, and we start to just kind of recycle the same thoughts and thinking. So, mm-hmm. like a podcast, like you're doing, it's really an open system. So you're you're allowing new information to come in, and those who are listening and watching are getting that. So I mm-hmm. think the more that we keep an open system, the more we can have flow of new information and ideas. And so I think that's one big thing. The other thing, the other thing I would say is, and we talked about this, but just the process versus the results. So whether you do a business plan review, uh, you know, with the coding that I'm talking mm-hmm. about, or you know, wh- wh- whether you're looking at historicals or whatever it is, but I think that um, you focus on you. You come up with a, a process or a strategy, and you just start to work that, and the results I think will come. And so if you know if you're halfway through the year. And you're 50% or 75% of where you're at, you know, things can change. It can change in six months. Or if you're 125% at, know that it can change the other way too. So I think if you, if you focus on the process, the results will come. Good. Awesome. Hey, Jerome, thanks again for, for being with me. And, and actually share a little bit about your practice and what you guys do, because I know I just referred somebody to you, and he's, he just kind of raves about you. So I want to make oh. sure you get it. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you so much, by the way. I know I, I, gotta, I, I mentioned that to you right away. I'm very really grateful for it, and thank you for trusting me. But basically what we do is we, we help leaders build and protect visionary companies and brands. And what that means is it can be on the corporate side, you know, founding the company, creating the, you know, the correct entity, receiving, helping you uh, prepare to receive investment, or it can be, you know, building an IP portfolio, whether it's patents or trademarks. Also, one of the things I do, I serve as an outside general counsel to a number of entities and companies. So rather than a middle market company spending, you know, a quarter of a million to $350,000 on a general counsel, you can come to us and we can be your general counsel on a fractional basis. So Mm -hmm. we can handle, you know, you know, capital markets, corporate governance, you know, M&A, employment, um, you know, just general agreements and negotiation strategy. We can do a lot of that thing that a general counsel would do for you as a company. Cool. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we do. Yeah. Cool. Well, Jerome, sounds like you guys do a great job. So, so it's good to know you. And yeah. thanks again for being on this, uh, on this podcast. And so we'll definitely have to do it again. We'll come up with another topic. <laughs> hey, my pleasure. No, I loved it. And, and thanks. And, and my hat's off to you all entrepreneurs out there and, you know, um, and all the great work you're doing, Robert, you're making it, you're making a difference. All right. Thanks, man. I try. <laughs> so hey, everyone, thanks again for listening to the Purpose and Profitability Podcast. If you have a business question or a topic that you'd like to hear more about or hear about, email me directly at prosper at i61businessdevelopment.com. That's prosper at the letter I, the number 61 businessdevelopment.com or just go to the Facebook page, Purpose and Profitability, and you just can type in your suggestions there. And tune in next week as we go live once again. So thank you again for listening. This is Robert Fukui. And remember, purpose plus profit equals transformation. God bless everyone. Have a great 4th of July week. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, please visit purposeandprofit.com.